everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Thank you for joining us on Easy's Community Focus, where we look at the issues that matter in South Florida and the people and organizations that are making a difference. I'm Ellen Jaffe. Coming up in the program, we'll hear from Jeff Martin about the annual Kids Bike Ride to Safety with Pediatric Associates, and I'll talk with the Girl Scouts of Southeast Florida about next week's Thin Mint Sprint, a chip-timed 5K promoting healthy living, and a fundraiser for the many Girl Scout programs locally. But First, I want to take a few minutes to provide information about the coronavirus. We know there have been a lot of conflicting stories and incorrect information about the virus, the spread, and the risks. Yesterday, President Trump held a press conference, and he, Vice President Pence, Alex Azar, the Secretary of Health and Human Services, and Dr. Anthony Fauci, the head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, clarified some of the misconceptions about coronavirus. So first, some of the numbers. There have now been more than 86,000 cases of coronavirus worldwide and more than 2,900 deaths, most of those in China. The areas of greatest concern right now with the highest number of new cases are South Korea, Italy, and Iran. In the U.S., this week, several new cases were diagnosed, two in Northern California, two in Washington State, and one in Oregon. And we had the first death in the United States. One of the patients in Washington state, a 59-year-old woman who had recently traveled to South Korea. Here's what the president had to say. At this moment, we have 22 patients in the United States currently that have coronavirus. Unfortunately, one person passed away overnight. She was a wonderful woman, a medically high-risk patient in her late 50s. Four others are very ill. Thankfully, 15 are either recovered fully or they're well on their way to recovery. And in all cases, they've been let go in their home. Of course, knowing that there are cases in the United States, one of the first questions that comes to mind for people is, what is the risk to me? Health and Human Services Secretary Alex Azar addressed that. From day one, this is what we predicted. This is what we expected. The risk to any average American is low from the novel coronavirus. The risk remains low thanks to the unprecedented actions President Trump has taken and the actions he's announcing today. That risk remains low. But this can change rapidly. We have always said from the first moment that we have spoken about this that we would see more cases. We are seeing more cases. We will see more cases. But it's important to remember, for the vast majority of individuals who contract the novel coronavirus, they will experience mild to moderate symptoms, and their treatment will be to remain at home, treating their symptoms the way they would a severe cold or the flu. For some individuals, a smaller percentage, especially those who may be medically fragile, They will require medical attention, including possibly hospitalization. 
So the word is that the risk to us for the average person is low. And to continue to contain exposure to the coronavirus, the White House and State Department have put new restrictions on international travel. Here's Vice President Pence. First, the president authorized action today uh, to add additional travel restrictions uh, on Iran. We will be using uh, Section 212F, uh, banning travel from Iran. Iran is also already under a travel ban, but we are expanding existing travel restrictions to include any foreign national who has visited Iran within the last 14 days. In addition to moving uh, Iran, we are going to increase to the highest level of advisory, which is level four, advising Americans do not travel to specific regions in Italy and South Korea. Let me say again, the president today uh, has authorized the State Department to increase the travel advisory for Americans to level four. Uh, We are urging Americans to not travel to the areas in Italy and the areas in South Korea that are most affected by the coronavirus. The president's also directed the State Department uh, to work with our allies in Italy and in South Korea to coordinate a screening, a medical screening, in their countries of any individuals that are coming in to the United States of America. And we look forward to working with them in a collaborative uh, and a cooperative way. Okay, we have increased travel restrictions, but there have still been some cases where a person has not been to another country or, as far as they know, been in contact with someone who has been to another country. Dr. Anthony Fauci, the head of the National Institute of Allergy and Infectious Diseases, addressed that in yesterday's press conference. You've heard of the terminology community spread. Well, community spread is when you have infection in the community in which you don't have a direct link to a known index case. That uh, really challenges us with something that we need to do and that we do very well. The state and local health authorities, in collaboration with the CDC, would need to identify, isolate, and contact trace. And that's what's going on right here in the country with regard to the particular area that's involved now in Washington. The country as a whole, because we get asked that all the time, still remains at low risk. But when we say that, we want to underscore that this is an evolving situation. And in real time, we will keep you appraised of what is going on just the same way as that we are doing it today. So how do you address this new challenge? There's what we do from within and what we do from without. I hearken back to the original decision that was made by the president of making sure that we knew the, uh, the, the scenario that was going on in China. We prevented travel from China to the United States. If we had not done that, we would have had many, many more cases right here that we would have to be dealing with. So in that spirit, the approach is going to be, as we address this challenge, which is going to evolve by the day and by the week, to do what was just mentioned, to try and keep our citizens from going to places that are active infection and to prevent places where there are active infection to necessarily easily get here. That's the getting it from without to within. From within, we will very aggressively do the kind of public health measures 
that would hopefully contain this. But as we say this, we need to prepare for further challenges. And we will have them. You will hear about additional cases that will be coming on. You should not be surprised by that. But to realize that that is something that is anticipated when you get community spread. So when you have cases throughout the world, the way we're seeing now, South Korea, Italy, Iran, and places like that, the United States cannot be completely immune to that. The challenge is how we deal with it. And I can assure you all the resources that are necessary are going to be put into dealing with what we see evolving right now. Okay, now we've heard it multiple times. The risk to the average person is low. In most cases, symptoms are mild. Those most at risk for more severe symptoms are the elderly and those with other health conditions such as diabetes, heart disease, emphysema, hypertension, or any kind of compromised immune system. Some of the recommendations we've been told are to take precautions similar to what you would do with the flu. Wash your hands frequently, that's number one, especially after sneezing or being in contact with someone else who is sick. Keep yourself in good health, get plenty of rest, eat nutritious foods, and if you do feel sick, do not go to work. Now, despite the reminders that the risk is low, there has been a panic reaction of a lot of people buying up medicines, paper goods, and disinfectants. And it is a good idea to have a stock of those things, but hoarding is not necessary, nor are masks. Vice President Pence discussed that, along with concerns about sufficient medical supplies for health care workers. Uh, the president mentioned masks. Uh, this morning we talked a great deal about additional medical supplies. Let me be very clear. And I'm sure the physicians who are up here will reflect this as well. The average American does not need to go out and buy a mask. But this administration is going to always put first, our patients first, and second, we're going to make sure and protect the health of our health care providers. As the president said, we have more than 40 million masks available uh, today. Uh, we've contracted now with, uh, with 3M to 35 million more masks per month will be produced, and we're also going to be working with other manufacturers. In addition to that, uh, the Assistant Secretary for Preparedness and Response will be announcing today uh, courses of action to increase the availability uh, of masks, uh, as well as prioritizing availability to high-risk health care workers, modifying guidance, and developing a whole-of-nations communications plan. Uh, the president wants us to be certain that our health care providers have the support they need to do their job and to do their job uh, safely. And that is what you missed from yesterday's press conference from the White House. We are in touch with emergency management locally in case the coronavirus finds its way to South Florida. We will keep you updated at all times. You can also find live updates anytime you want on our website homepage at easy93.com. Now, continuing Easy's community focus this morning, we turn to Jeff Martin and our friends from Pediatric Associates. 
A very good Sunday morning to you. I'm Jeff Martin. And tragically, thousands of people are injured or killed in bicycle accidents each year in the United States. And of course, bicycling is increasing in many cities, especially throughout Florida, with our outdoor lifestyle. In 2018, there were 6,568 bicycle crashes in Florida, resulting in 148 deaths and 6,000 injuries. And for the first quarter of 2019, uh, preliminary data reported 1,695 bicycle accidents statewide and 40 fatalities. In Broward County alone, 726 bicycle crashes reported in 2018 with nine fatalities and 696 injuries. As you can see, this is a uh, serious problem. And uh, joining me here today in studio, it is always a pleasure to have our friend from Pediatric Associates, uh, Dr. Terry Lister. Dr. Lister, welcome back to the program. Oh, thank you so much. We're so excited to be here once again. And we're excited to talk about one of my favorite events. It's the fourth annual, I can't believe it, four years, the fourth annual Bike Ride for Safety. It gets bigger and better every year. Yes, we are so excited, Pediatric Associates with Cox Media, to bring this event to our community once again to help prevent injuries and keep our kids safe on the road. And that is so important. Dr. Lister, how long have you been in practice here in uh, South Florida? In South Florida, um, five years, but overall over 20 years. And you've seen uh, quite a bit of injuries in your practice. What type of injuries do you see uh, due to bike accidents? Oh, we see multiple types of injuries, um, including just minor things such as, such as scrapes or falls. And then the, a lot of the things that we don't see end up in the emergency room, unfortunately, due to kids not wearing their bike helmet. So that's what we're out to educate and keep kids safe. And that's the goal of the event, correct? Yes. We are going to educate both parents and children about the safety aspects of riding a bicycle, and they get to develop skills and everything. Tell us about the event, when and where it is. Okay, this year it's going to be at T.Y. Park, and we're so excited. It's a large park with lots of activities and fun things to do. And we'll have the um, bike rodeo where we'll teach kids about rules of the road. And then they can put into practice what they learn by going through a skills station. And we'll also have other fun activities such as a fun zone, food trucks, a BMX Trickstar performances, and raffles. And it's a free event. Now, this is a free ticketed event. Folks do have to register, correct? Yes. We want you to go to kidsbikeridetosafety.com to get your ticket, and you can bring your ticket um, by paper or use uh, your phone to uh, register for the free event. Now, is that one ticket per family? Yes, one ticket per family. And it's on March the 7th from 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. at T.Y. Park right here in Hollywood, right near our studios. And there are some myths about bike accidents, uh, Dr. Lister, like my kid doesn't need to wear a helmet for short rides around the neighborhood. Yes, you know, millions of people ride bikes, but over half do not wear bike helmets. And we have to think of wearing a bike helmet the same as getting into the car and putting on your seatbelt. And parents need to lead by example also. Some of the reasons why kids don't want to wear helmets is it's not cool, it's ugly, they think it's for babies. Um, so go with your child to pick out the bike helmet that they like and they're more likely to wear it. 
And parents, pick out a matching helmet, too. How about that? Yes. And how important are the rules of the road for bicyclists? Oh, that's what helps keeps kids safe. Um, rules of the road, they learn how where to ride on the road, on the right-hand side with the flow of traffic. They also have to learn to obey the traffic signs and signals just like a car would. And then they learn how to use correct hand signals and looking both ways before entering a street. And this is the same like as a vehicle. This is serious. They are part of the road system out there. Yes. And this event, I know they, I, I've been there, and they have a little trail, a bike trail with uh, rules of the road, and at the end, they, they give the kids a little medal. Yes, we give them a medal certificate of completion and, and other things like a goodie bag, and then, again, they get a free helmet while they last. And do they have to uh, sign up for the helmets? or No, just arrive early and bring your tickets, and again, it's a free event. I recommend arriving early because there's so much going on. Tell me about the uh, BMX Tricksters. Yes, they are also there to promote safety, but they give such a wonderful performance. And as they're doing their tricks and uh, wheelies and jumps, they incorporate safety as a part of their performance. There was one seven-year-old kid there who was turning all kinds of things on his bicycle. He was amazing. And then again, they emphasize the safety aspect because it's so important. Yes. And again, you want to tell us when the event is? It's going to be March 7th on a Saturday at 9 o'clock. And again, please register on our website, kidsbikeridetosafety.com, to get your ticket and get there early. And it's so heartening to see you active and out helping our children. It must be a great feeling for you. Oh, it is. It is. It's wonderful to see the kids there with active learning and learning what they need to do to be safe on the road. And I know we have the water safety event coming up, too, in June. Yes. So um, same park, T.Y. Park. Fun. We'll be talking about that as well. Again, looking forward to this event and that event. It is a pleasure to be a partner with you uh, and Pediatric Associates. Uh, You're an old friend uh, coming here. Yes, thank you so much for having us. And thank you for keeping our kids healthy and safe. We've been talking to Dr. Terry Lister of Pediatric Associates. Again, it's our bike ride to safety. Saturday, March the 7th, 9 to 1 o'clock at T.Y. Park. That's 3300 North Park Road in Hollywood, right outside our studios here. And you can go to eventbrite.com for tickets. Also, kidsbikeridetosafety.com. Thank you so much. And, of course, information on our website at easy. 93.com or our Facebook page at Easy931. Look in the events section. Looking forward to seeing you and your kids there. Keep it safe and have a wonderful day. I'm Jeff Martin. You're listening to Easy's Community Focus. And for our final segment of Easy's Community Focus this morning, it is always a pleasure to talk about the Girl Scouts of Southeast Florida. Next week already is the Girl Scouts of Southeast Florida's fifth annual Thin Mint Sprint, Sunday, March 8th at Trade Winds Park in Coconut Creek. This has grown bigger every year, and I'm so excited to welcome Rebecca Schaefer, the Director of Sponsorships and Community Partnerships with Girl Scouts of Southeast Florida, to tell us more about the Thin Mint Sprint. Good morning, Rebecca. Good morning, Ellen. Thank you so much for having me today. I am so excited about the Sprint. 
and how it's grown over the years. This is the fifth annual already. And what started as just, you know, a little 5K is now Chip Time 5K open to everyone in the public. Give us an overview of what the day is like. Sure. So um, as you mentioned, the race is open to the public. And um, if folks wait till the last minute, they can come to the race at 6 a.m. and register that day and pick up everything they need to run the race. It starts at 7 a.m. We'll have a nice setup of vendors and sponsors who will be participating at the race. So we'll have some things to do beforehand, and then um, the race will begin at 7 a.m. sharp. And now this is a chip time 5K, and I know it's the Girl Scouts of Southeast Florida. So some people may think that it's only open to Girl Scouts, but that is not the case. No, that's not the case at all. You know, if folks are trying to get to that marathon, this is a race that they can participate in, and it will count towards their goals. It is chip-timed. We use AccuChip. They come out, and they set everything up that is needed. And once the race wraps up, we have, of course, a box of Thin Mints for all finishers and a really cool finisher medal. And then we also have an award ceremony following the race, and we present awards in all age categories for males and females. And then for the youngsters, there's the tag-along trot. Yes, we do have the tag-along trot. It's a 100-yard dash, and that starts at 8 a.m., and that's for anyone 8 and under. I'm laughing because I typed 100-yard dash, and I put in a typo. I wrote 100-year dash, which (laughs) might be how long it would take (laughs) me. that's a long race. (laughs) I know. But really, what's so special about this is, for one thing, it's a fundraiser for Girl Scouts of Southeast Florida so that you can enable more girls to participate. How does that work exactly? Yes. So this is one of our major fundraisers for the year, and we raise funds through sponsorship and peer-to-peer fundraising through our online platform. And this is considered one of our healthy living initiatives, which is one of our four main initiatives that we focus on in terms of programming for the girls. And the funds raised allow us to put together more events like these, more programs for the girls. And in addition, just participating in this race gives girls an outlet for healthy activities and participating in a healthy activity and getting outdoors, which is essential to our mission. And the environment is another part of what a lot of the girls focus on. There are badges for projects with that? Yes, that is one of our major initiatives is our outdoor programming and environmental leadership. A lot of girls focus on conservation. We really cherish our earth. We have one earth um, and we need to take care of it and the girls know how important that is. Um, Each year we have a Earth Defenders program that the girls participate in and they come up with all kinds of creative projects to conserve the environment and it's something that's woven into many of our programs. And what are the other two of the four main initiatives? The other two are um, financial literacy and entrepreneurship. The big program for that is our cookie sale program where girls learn the essential skills to selling and goal setting. And we also have 
our four main initiatives are healthy living and life skills, financial literacy and entrepreneurship, outdoor programming and environmental leadership, and STEM, science, technology, engineering, and math. And that's a big, big part of Girl Scouts now. And, and I like to bring this up so that people realize that the Girl Scouts of 2020 are very different from the Girl Scouts of 20 years ago, even, or 30 years ago. And there is so much in your programming that really gives the girls the skills to live a successful life. Yes, and that, that's so important, and especially in terms of STEM. Um, we have a, a national STEM initiative and a national STEM pledge to fill the STEM pipeline with 2.5 million girls because what we found is that the bulk of STEM professionals is made up of men and less than half of the STEM workforce is made of women. So we're trying to change that and we're trying to come up with creative STEM programs for the girls to really hook them and keep them interested because we want to get to them by the time they form their STEM identity, which usually happens around third grade. So we really have to get to them early to make this happen. So the Thin Mint Sprint is really, and the Tag Along Trot, are a great introduction for girls who have not had a personal experience with Girl Scouts yet. I mean, everybody knows about it. Everybody knows about the Girl Scout cookies, but not everyone has had a chance to spend time talking to other Girl Scouts or the Girl Scout leaders or the troop leaders about the actual projects that they undertake and the fun things that you do in addition to learning all of these skills that are part of the four main initiatives. So I think people should yes. come. <laughs> yes, absolutely. This is a great way to get to know the Girl Scouts and a great way to just have some fun while getting healthy, too. And I know you couldn't do this. You mentioned your sponsors. Publix is your presenting sponsor, and they're amazing in the community. And then you have a couple yes, of major so sponsors. Uh, your major sponsors have returned again. Yes, we have Duffy's Foundation as a major sponsor and Truly Nolan Pest Control. Both organizations are extremely supportive, and this is actually just one of, of many events that they support. So we're very grateful for their support. And then I notice a new sponsor this year, Sleep Number, has come on board. Yes, Sleep Number is a supporting sponsor this year, and um, they will be supporting the race. They will be um, out at the Stewart race and the West Palm Beach race. Unfortunately, they're not going to be at the Coconut Creek race, but um, they're a new partner and they're supporting the race. Um, they're wonderful. So we're set for next Sunday. I guess we need to remind people that we're springing forward. We're moving to daylight saving time Saturday night into yeah. Sunday morning. So please remember that uh, to set your clocks ahead. And then, of course, you know, this is open to kids, friends, family, neighbors, coworkers, anyone. If someone can't make it for whatever reason, how can they continue to support the Girl Scouts? They can visit our website at www.gssef.org and make a donation online, um, check out our volunteer opportunities, and see if there's a good fit to get involved. And if someone decides, okay, I want to register my child or a girl says, I want to be a Girl Scout, can they do that online as well? Yes, they can. They can visit our website 
at gffcf.org and click Join Now. And it'll take them through the registration process right up to picking out a troop with a schedule that will work for the family. And that's the same for the Thin Mint Sprint. Register right online. Okay. GSSEF.org has all of the information you could possibly want about all of the things that Girl Scouts of Southeast Florida are doing for our girls who are growing into amazing women leaders. And it's also where you can donate or sign up to be a Girl Scout or to join us a week from today, next Sunday, March 8th, at Tradewinds Park in Coconut Creek for the fifth annual, this is a big deal, Girl Scouts Thin Mint Sprint 5K, chip-timed, and the tag-along trot, the 100-yard dash for kids eight and under. Oh, one more thing. Are you still going to have the Beat the CEO Challenge? Yes, we will. We will have a patch um, for every registered Girl Scout who beats the CEO that says, I beat the CEO. If I remember correctly, I think every girl has beat Lisa Johnson every year. Yes. I'm going to share this with Lisa. (laughs) Just a a great group. And um, that's the reason that I keep bringing them on the radio to Easy's Community Focus, because they just do so much to shape our young people and to really help our community. And I thank you for that. Rebecca Schaefer, Director of Sponsorships and Community Partnerships for the Girl Scouts of Southeast Florida. I will see you one week from today. I'll bring coffee for us. Thank you. We will need it. Thank you for your support, Ellen. (laughs) It is always my pleasure. Thank you so much for listening to Easy's Community Focus this morning. I'm Ellen Jaffe. If you have questions or would like to suggest a topic, you can email me at ellen at easy93.com or Jeff Martin at jeffmartin at easy93.com. Join us again next Sunday at 6.50 for a new edition of Easy's Community Focus. Thanks for listening and have a great day. Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com aware.